Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Thanks for joining us. So grab a coffee, turn up the volume. Here we go. So my name is Stacy Dempsey, and I am the daughter of Jack Dempsey and the sister to Jennifer Dempsey. And um, in my world, I am the wife, mother of two small children. I'm a business associate here at Dempsey Weiss and Associates. Been working in the insurance business now for the last 16 years. Been very blessed to work in uh, the business with my family. I also am very heavily involved in the world of Meals on Wheels of Salem County, Uh, really have devoted a lot of time um, and effort um, to the nonprofit world Uh, for the last 10 years. It's certainly been a labor of love, but something that has also brought a lot of um, meaning to my my life and certainly something that I enjoy. and so, Jack, we'll just toss it over to you to give you a brief intro. Well, I'm Jack Dempsey. I'm general partner of Dempsey Weiss and Associates. I've been in the insurance and financial services industry for over 35 years. Um, and uh, over that period of time, I've had the good fortune of uh, building a business, working with um, a lot of quality people uh, to help us on this journey in our business and I've been very fortunate to work with uh, many, many excellent clients uh, in their insurance and investment needs and uh, just feel very uh, excited about this um, podcast and and the plans for it and working with my daughters uh, on this, uh, what I think is going to be a very informative and meaningful um, Uh, venture. Absolutely. We're excited. Jennifer. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. My name's Jennifer Dempsey. I've been behind the chair in the beauty industry for 13 years. I am the owner of J Faith Hair Studio. Um, We just celebrated three years in business. I also am a single mom. My daughter's name is Eva Willow. And I'm just excited to talk about my journey, what I've learned through the last 13 years of being a woman in business um, and just hoping to inspire um, young women to go after their dreams and um, reassure that, you know, everything that you want to do is absolutely possible if you set your mind to it. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. So, you know, when we got together, this is the business of business. And I know, um, you know, Jack talked a little bit about it, but what we, you know, we really want to talk about, you know, our why, why are we, um, why are we doing this? What are, what do we see the benefits of it being? Um, And, you know, all of us work with clients, the three of us work with clients, um, every day that work in multiple different types of industries. So we're doing the podcast of the business of business. And so Jack, why don't you tell us a little bit, um, about what our why is here on this podcast? One of the things that I learned over my 35 years is when I first got into the insurance business, I just took it, uh, the job really as a sales job, just learning how to go out 
and sell insurance. I never really thought about it as a business. And then as time went on and I began to get more clients and realized that, you know, that there's a business side of what I do. And I remember realizing how ill-equipped I was to to really start up a business. I was getting pretty good at selling insurance, but I really didn't have any uh, real idea on how to support that through a business. And so much of how I did it uh, over the course of years was just uh, reading and, and kind of learning and making a lot of mistakes. Um, and then three years ago, when Jennifer and I went into business together with her hair studio and we began to talk about the challenges that she was facing and starting her business and getting her growing her business, it just dawned on me that um, many of the things that she was struggling with are the same challenges that I deal with in my business. So um, it just really inspired me to think how many other people are out there who are skilled at something um, that they're passionate about, but are struggling with how to do it as a business. And I think that's really the goal of this podcast in the business of business to bring our experiences and, um, and insights to those who are trying to get their businesses up and running. So dad used an interesting word, ill-equipped, Jennifer. So starting three years ago, you know, starting to actually plan a business, be in a business, would you use the same word ill-equipped? And I'm, I'm interested to know what surprised you about being in business? Everything. Everything surprised me about business. I think that a lot of the times, especially for me, you know, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and, um, starting with a craft, starting doing hair, I knew that if I wanted to be an entrepreneur and do it well, that I had to kind of go through the journey of learning how to do hair first and enjoying that journey um, before I took the next step. And when I took the next step of opening a business, um, the business punched me in the face. Punched you in the face, knocked you down, but what what happened? So what made you get back up? I mean, you say, I I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and that was my kind of my next question. So why why did you want to be an entrepreneur? I I think that I was, again, my dad raised me in the entrepreneur lifestyle. Like, you know, I saw what he was doing and how he moved, and I think I was always drawn to it, and I can remember you know, Saturday morning dance classes and driving in the car with my dad and just talking about, you know, his business. And I just always love the idea of being in business for yourself and just you making the rules and um, living the life that you truly wanted to live. And um, that was just something I always wanted to go after. And so, Jack, what made you, when you started selling insurance and then you needed you wanted to be in the business of selling insurance. You know, what, what made the switch? What was like the light bulb? What was, what was it that you said, this is what I want to do? Or was there one thing? Yeah, I think really realizing that you can only do so much on your own. Um, you know, many times, especially in sales careers, you know, it'll get 
described as, you know, you're in control of your own destiny and, um, you know, the sky is the limit in terms of business and income. And, um, and that's true to an extent. Uh, and that extent is there's only so much of you until the point where you need to have people around you that can support future growth. And that's where I think it gets started is how do I continue to grow uh, because uh, there's just not enough of me to now continue to grow and support the business that I already have. And so I just realized that um, in order to grow, you needed to have that business side of things um, to start to start supporting future growth. So that was really, I think for me was the uh, was kind of that aha moment. Right, right. So Jennifer said she got punched in the face. What, what would be, um, would you say that you felt like you got punched in the face anywhere along the 35 years of being in, uh, in this industry? These schools are excellent training you on how to be, you know, a master plumber or carpenter or attorney or CPA, but they're not training you how to do it as a business. Right. Um, that is very void out there uh, in the education world. And so, um, so for me, it was just really stepping into, um, you know, just starting to do it. I mean, quite frankly, I didn't really learn it and then go do it. I just started doing it and started learning how to do it, you know, by trial and error and making mistakes. And, and, uh, and quite frankly, after 35 years, I'm, I'm still getting punched around a little bit because, you know, you, you're going to do that if you're going to continue to seek to grow a business. Yeah, I think that that's what it comes down to when you are thinking about opening a business or going into business for yourself. I mean, I can go to school and learn step by step how to do a haircut, how to color someone's hair. But, you know, there's no direct path on how to open a business. Where do you start? What do you do? And, um, you know, when it was time for me to open a business, obviously I was lucky enough to have a father that was already an entrepreneur. But I think that's the message in general is, you know, you can learn how to be an insurance agent or be a hairstylist or be an accountant. But when you open a business, there's just no direct path. And I think that alone deters people from even wanting to jump into that. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. There's, um, you know, a world of unknown um, when people start thinking, oh, I, I want to be in business for myself and I want to be an entrepreneur. And let's face it, everywhere you go, there's a lot of, you know, you go to Instagram and there's these memes of, you know, uh, I control my own life. The sky is the limit. There's a lot of inspirational and motivational things surrounding, um, you know, wherever we look on social media as far as being an entrepreneur and really making it look like it's very glamorous at times. Um, and yes, there are some real benefits of setting the own your own tone for your business and whatnot. So I'm interested to know what pressure or tension you feel in your business, whether it's on a daily basis. Um, are there is there pressure or tension that you feel from areas that people wouldn't necessarily even think that you would have pressure from. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I think one of the biggest challenges uh, for business owners 
is people. I mean, to grow a business, you need people in most cases. You need a team. You need to start building a team. And um, that's very challenging. It's like the number one thing that you need to build a business is, uh, is a team. And the number one challenge in business is having a team. Absolutely. And, and so I think that's probably uh, where a lot of people can get um, uh, stuck, you know, is how to do that, how to get, you know, how to get started with that, how to afford to do that. Um, I think is um, is really a good place for us to spend some time on as as we move into you know more of you know these types of conversations. Yeah, absolutely, Jen. You were shaking shaking your head as far as yes, absolutely. When it comes to people and whatnot, what kind of pressures do you feel or on a regular basis? Kind of what maybe what keeps you up at night? If anything, I mean, you have a little baby, so sleep shouldn't be an issue, but there's a lot of pressure. I think, you know, when, when you first open a business, there's, there's a pressure of, um, you know, can I deliver, can I deliver on the vision that I have? Um, can I deliver and really making this business what I want it to be? Um, but I think recently the pressures that I've been struggling with are investments, in general, you know, I've, I, I feel like I think about it and think about it um, to the point where I'm dragging my feet. And I know I talked to my dad about this, about, you know, I'm looking to bring this new um, stylist on and I'm promising her that she's going to make so amount of so much amount of money. Um, and w- so what does that look like and what does that feel like from me um, to bringing on a new product line and, and the investment is $2,000 and, and, you know, so the pressures of promising and making sure that you can deliver, um, all around the business. Yeah, absolutely. I, when, um, I was actually asked this question not too long ago in a little bit different language, but, um, you know, we're sitting around the table, father, daughters. Um, and I think one pressure that people don't, expect you to have is that when you're in a family owned business or you're in a family where everybody owns their own business and you're collectively working together in some capacity, right? You and dad are working together and having conversations about business, but then there's also the conversations about life, right? And what's going on, you know, personally outside of, of business. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell, often tell people that, yeah, you know, it's wonderful working in a family business, right? It's, it's wonderful having, you know, siblings who have their own business and, you know, are, are, are working hard. And although we will collectively come together to talk about business, what happens when, we're disagreeing on the personal side when, you know, we're, we're upset with each other because a holiday of, of, you know, we're getting together for a holiday and it didn't quite work out the way somebody wanted. And now I'm upset with Jennifer, but I still got to show up and talk to her about business or, you know, dad's not that happy with me right now, but we still got to show up Monday morning and not let that come across in any, you know, any real capacity to the staff or to, you know, other colleagues and things like that. Um, sometimes that is kind of like the un, unforeseen pressure of 
I still got to, I got to still got to show up regardless of what happened in that not so great, maybe conversation or somebody's. It's an easy one, really. I mean, um, get over it, you know, just get over and, you know, because, you know, you can't allow those things in a family business or even in business. I mean, there's, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be, uh, differences of opinion, um, and challenges like that, but, um, you just have to work through it and then let it go and, and get back at it. You just can't linger, you know, in any of those kind of things. So, um, so. No, I totally agree with you. And I should finish by saying, I think somehow, some way we've kind of done a good job of doing that, you know, along the way, um, really not maybe thinking about it too much. I think, you know, inadvertently. Or I'm like, <laughs> right. Or I say, you know what? I'm just going to call into that, that, that meeting. I'm, I'm going to do a conference call. I'm not going to be there in person. No. But I, I, but no, honestly, I will say, I think inadvertently, you know, we, we have as a family and as a business been able to somehow, whether it's put things into compartments and say, all right, this is what happened then, but now we have to work on this. I think we've done a really good job at, at that, um, without really having to think too much about it. Let's just stay with that, the, the tension. I think again, when it comes to, um, those of you that are trying to build a team out there, I, I think what's important and it's, it's, it's hard and, but what's important is to understand that, when you bring people onto your team, everybody's different. Um, and so we can want to establish uh, maybe processes and rules around our business. Um, but yeah, and, and those are important. I'm not saying that you don't do that, but you also have to take the time as a uh, leader and uh, the person that everybody's looking to as the owner of the business to understand who they are, what makes them tick, a little bit behind what's going on in their life because we can kind of want everybody to come into the business saying, all right, shut everything else down. We just want you to think about uh, our world, our work world until, you know, you leave here and it's just not realistic. So being able to develop the ability to to uh, understand where people are coming from, what's important to them, what motivates them, and then begin to build some processes that will will feed into each individual in a way that they feel uh, empowered. Yeah, I agree. We were just talking about this in the salon over the weekend, talking about our culture, what we stand for. We were talking about non-negotiable um, systems that we have in place. Um, but I always tell people that you know as a leader as um, the business owner we have to try and meet people where they are and we can't have this expectation um, that we have for every single person because everyone plays a different role in what they bring to the team Um, so I think that as a team we have an amazing culture and everyone brings a different vibe in a different way and that's okay turning your passion or your hobby into a business we have I know I have a handful of clients who they're working a nine-to-five right and they are also doing a hobby or really like they're doing their 
business that they really want to devote all of their time to kind of on the side. Um, so who like, who should these people be going to as far as turning your passion and your, and your hobby into, into a business? Yeah, I think it's important that, um, when you are looking to start any kind of business that you have a mentor, right? You have someone that you can go to. And again, maybe you don't know them personally. Maybe you're listening to a podcast or listening to some kind of um, motivational video, but someone that has already set out and accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. I think that's key. I agree. That's uh, that's excellent. I think the other thing too, especially for people who are working other jobs, is to continue with the experiment. Um, you know, because we do have people. A lot of people have these um, dreams and aspirations, um, but are in a position where they just can't. You know, just go full bore, hundred percent into business and shouldn't they should continue to experiment and maybe let the growth come a little slower Uh, but I think Jennifer's point of finding a mentor and taking that time to build some skills in and around business um, and just let that continue to to grow and uh, and to the point where you feel like you can make a more robust move um, for example quitting your job and going at at the business full time. So what would you say was the first thing that you didn't know about your business before you, before you took the leap to be in business? I mean, I tell people all the time, especially I tell my accountant this because she forgets that I'm just a hairstylist and, um, uh, a hairstylist that, that is working on being an entrepreneur, a better entrepreneur, a leader. So, you know, of course I felt confident in the craft and the actual doing hair um, and everything else I had to learn. I'm still learning. I'm still learning about payroll and taxes and, you know, I'm not, um, you know, again, I I don't know half the time what I'm doing, but it's a learning process. Um, So, but that saying that what I'm trying to say is, um, being confident in what you bring to the table and and knowing that you're not going to know everything about owning a business. You're going to make mistakes, um, but using them as um, a learning curve is, is what's key because, believe me, I would be lying if I didn't say in three years there weren't moments that I wanted to give up. Right. And and give up on this is so hard. I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding it. You know, I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life and and making less money and making a whole lot less money. And and to that point, three years in business, I'm still investing money and time into it. And um, then I wake up the next day and and look at myself in the mirror and say, this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, five years ago, eight years ago, I remember saying, Dad, I want to open my own salon. And him saying, just keep working. It's not time yet. And I've been praying and hoping and working for this moment. And now I'm going to quit now? That makes no sense. So I think it's normal to, you know, know that it's going to be hard, 
But if you really, really want it, it's always going to be worth it. Absolutely. Jack, what do you think was the what was the first thing that you didn't know about your about your business? About the business of the business my business. Of business. Right, right. All your business. Yeah, again, I I'll again just go back to um you know, staffing, building a team, you know, how much work, training. And so I would just encourage people out there first of all when you're thinking about your business um, or your passion determine what kind of workforce are you going to need uh, what kind of team are you going to need so for example I mentioned in my case I knew that I was going to have to hire people that would uh, over the course of time have to get insurance licensed and other licenses that there was going to be a pretty significant learning curve uh, about all types of insurance. I need to be hiring people that would be able to do that. Um, and I had confidence would be able to do that. Um, Jennifer, her business is the same. I mean, ultimately she needs to hire people that, um, went through school and, and got licensed and, and had, was open to learning and continue to learn and, uh, and get that ex- necessary experience. Um, so other my businesses, or people who are wanting this, maybe their maybe their passion is to open a cafe, you know, and uh, so their workforce might be uh, more younger people that's um, going to be not going to be there forever. So the turnover and the type of workforce, they just need to understand that they're going to be dealing with a younger workforce, um, and they're going to have turnover. So. They shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, so, and if you don't like working with those types of people, then maybe you need to not go into business because that's just going to be a, a constant frustration with working or learn how to work with that particular age group or workforce that uh, would be common to your type of business. So I think that would be a very helpful um because it really did take me by surprise what how much time it took to get not just someone hired but hired and up to where they could actually do their job uh, each and every day with you know not much more help from me. Yeah, I talk to business owners, you know, often and I think they all have the same thing in common is what is the hardest part about your business? And their answer is people hiring people hiring employees having employees um and i and people ask me that same question and um especially when you're in a business that you need talent you know compared to again maybe you want to open a laundromat right that we're talking about two different things in that instance. Yeah, no, I'm loving this. I think this is definitely probably a hot topic for another podcast that we could really dive, dive deep into, um, into all of this. Um, I will chime in and say, you know, you both are talking about people and I can tell you in my nonprofit world, one of the challenges is, you know, you would think in a nonprofit world, the mission is pretty clear, but in the nonprofit world, it's, the, the challenge that I come across the most is really creating the culture and saying, this is how we operate, whether funding is good or funding is not that. And, it, and it, again, it goes back to, it goes back to people. So really in your for-profit world, you guys are talking about people and, you know, needing them to, you know, 
have a certain amount of education or licensing and things like that. And in the nonprofit world, you know, we are constantly talking about this is our culture or this is what we want our culture to be. And we're working towards that and that no matter when thing, if things are good or things are not so good, this is what we stick to day in and day out. And so it's just interesting when, as you both are talking about people, I'm sitting here going in my nonprofit life, we talk about culture and it all is surrounded about people. It's all about people. And so it's just, um, it's very interesting again, how it all, how it all overlaps. So I think we've talked about some really great things here today. Um, hopefully we've given everyone kind of an overview of what our vision as the three of us have, you know, talked over the last couple of months of where things overlap in business and what the idea of this podcast has been. Um, and certainly we've already talked about some really, um, you know, interesting things here that I think in future podcasts we can, um, go much deeper into. So it's very, very exciting. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. So, um, before we kind of head off, um, I want to ask you each, Jennifer, what's three things that make you happy right now? My daughter, <laughs> of course. Yeah. My daughter, um, I'm super excited where the salon is right now. We brought on some new talent. Um, we're talking about a new vision. We're getting ready to end this year. I'm excited about the new year and really um, elevating the experience and um, my family, of course, and being in business with my family. How blessed are we, right? So blessed, Jack. Right now, yeah, same. Just being right here in this in this moment with my daughters and uh, sharing uh, these ideas and good business practices. I mean, this is very exciting uh, to be uh, in this place uh, right now. Um, and I think, really, for me, after thirty five years uh, of doing what I've been doing, um, I'm more excited now about the future and business there's so much coming down the pike with technology i think entrepreneurship is going to just continue to to grow i think uh, as uh, people want to take control of their own lives and their own destiny i think they're going to find that um, where in the past getting out of school and going to work for the big corporations seemed like the right thing to do it was the safe thing to do it was the stable thing to do um, but I think what we're going to find is that's probably going to be the riskiest thing to do because they don't have any control over their future where entrepreneurship will give them that control. So really, I'm just excited about uh, what we're going to be doing here and helping people uh, just launch you know, their dreams and their passions into a business. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. We will close out podcast 001. And until next time, thanks, guys. We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss & Associates and J Faith Hair Studio.